Homestyle Green, Episode 64. How do you feel about co-housing? Does that sound a bit out there and a bit backward? Well, how about $60 a month for all of your power, water, and internet? That's right, just 60 bucks a month for the whole lot. And having a great garden and not having to mow the lawn. Well, listen in. This week, I speak to one of the founders of Earthsong, one of New Zealand's leading eco-neighbourhoods and co-housing developments. G'day, it's Matthew Cutler-Welsh here for another episode of Homestyle Green. Thank you very much for tuning in. Uh, I missed last week, so apologies for that. Um, been a pretty busy time. As people might know, I'm training for another marathon at the moment, and that is starting to take up a little bit of time. It's a bit of crunch time in the training regime, um, but that's probably at its peak right now. And I'm also helping out with my wife's two other podcasts. That's ifonlythetoldme.com and go2girl.com. And they've been very busy over at If Only They Told Me because they have launched their book. And you can go and grab that if you're a parent or if you know someone who is a parent, head on over to ifonlythetoldme.com slash book and you can find out all about their book, which is now available in Amazon and also available on that uh, their, their site through that link. That's ifonlythetoldme.com slash ebook. Enough of that. Now, today I'm very happy to bring you a interview I had a couple of weeks ago with Robin Allison. Now, Robin is the architect and creator, really, the certainly the initiator of Earthsong. And I've known about Earthsong for a little while. It's co-housing and eco-neighborhood on the west side in, in Ranui, the west of, um, side of Auckland. And I don't know, what, what, what's your impression when you hear the word co-housing? And I, th- I think a lot of people probably come, conjures up some images, not, not all of them positive. And I started to think about this, and I've certainly come across that term a couple of times. Once, uh, last year when I was speaking at Green Cities 2013 in Sydney, I was part of a, uh, a small group of speakers, one, one presentation there by uh, a, another architect by the name of Gillo Holtzman. And he's a, the initiator of a eco-housing uh, neighbourhood. I'm trying to read my own writing. Basically in the Blue Mountains in, um, in New South Wales. But he's also had experience in other eco-village developments in Australia and, and around the world. So he sort of painted this picture and reinforced the fact that it's not a commune and that there are lots of really positive aspects to sharing some space, but also having your own private space. And that's what a lot of this discussion is about. Also got a couple of uh, episodes from um, uh, over at House Planning Help uh, that Ben Adam Smith has, has done. He did a, a great blog on six reasons why co-housing will increase in popularity and followed that up with an interview and, and in fact, a visit to a, uh, a co-housing development and focus of that was how, how co-housing helps build a community. So I'll put some links to those other resources. 
But then I was also realizing that I've actually lived in a similar environment because for two and a half years, Natalie and I worked at Outward Bound here in New Zealand, uh, up at Anakiwa. And that is very much a co-housing environment in that lots of people, couples and also young families live in quite close proximity to each other. And there are also some great facilities. We had this community hall and shared space, outdoor space, great social atmosphere. For the kids growing up there, it was just fantastic because they had this amazing place where they could go off on on adventures. But they were always being looked after and and nourished and cherished as well by that community. And it really does remind me of that concept of, of it taking a village to raise a child. And I think one of the social issues, a lot of the social issues that we experience today in our communities are the fact come back to the fact that we don't really have a sense of a village of people sharing responsibility, sharing resources, which just makes economic sense, uh, but also helping each other out and socializing and, and, and just having a um, sharing a lot of benefits together. So it does make a lot of sense from a lot of different angles, but I, I don't think it can be ignored that the concept of co-housing does conjure up some some negative images for a lot of people. And I think examples like Earthsong are great because they dispel a lot of those myths. And in fact, Earthsong, as Robin mentions, opens itself up to have tours on a uh, scheduled tour. They do about four of those per year. And they also are more than happy to arrange tours for uh, particular groups, schools, and, and that sort of thing to go along and have a look and, and see what it's all about. So... Enjoy this interview with Robin Allison from Earthsong. Robin Allison, it's fantastic to have you on the show today. Um, I want to jump into talking about Earthsong, but before we do that, can you give us a, a brief introduction to yourself and specifically why you do what you do? Okay, um I um, I am an architect by training. I uh, I went and trained as an architect as a vehicle to um, having a, a positive influence in the world in terms of sustainability. And 18 years ago, I was the initiator of a project that um, became Earthsong Eco Neighbourhood and um, spent you know 15 years really giving it everything I had to um, to bring this this neighbourhood into being. That's uh, really um, the thing I'm interested about. That is that you chose architecture as a means of having making a difference. Yeah, yeah. I um, I was um, I was pretty interested in buildings anyway, I guess, and I was um, particularly interested in solar energy at that time, mm-hmm. and um, and sort of you know sustainability generally. And I just saw architecture as being a a wonderful uh, combination of creative and technical um, knowledge, and um, that whole kind of left brain, right brain, bringing bringing those two two sides of us together in a whole. And I just saw it as a very, um, in, uh, you know, a, a, a way to really have um, have an impact on yeah. on our life. Are you still uh, practicing as an architect? No, I um, basically uh, changed tack into 
uh, more of uh, coordination and project management uh, with Earthsong. Right. Um, so I was the one that kind of kept the project going, kept, um, you know, uh, tugging on all of the threads and making sure everything was happening at the right time and, and people knew what, what each other needed to know, etc. So it, it really it took um, eight years of my, you know, professional life, if you like, Um in that role, uh, and now decent-sized project. Yeah, yeah, and now um, that's what I'm continuing to to offer. Really, is is that experience in um, in project managing and coordinating a, a project that is so huge on so many levels, um, mm. and helping other groups and communities um, bring something like that into being. So, just can you describe her song for us and tell us what it is and what it's what it's not? Okay, well, Earthsong is um, is a co-housing eco-neighbourhood. There's 32 houses and common facilities, a great big common house and a workshop and, and various other other facilities. Um, it's on three acres of land in Ranui, West Auckland, and um, it's 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 based on co-housing, which is basically where people own their own home and they all own a share of a lot of common facilities. So it's about both privacy and autonomy and easy access to community and a real sense of, of cooperation. Um, Is there quite a misconception about co-housing, do you think, with, the, with regards uh, to the privacy? I think, I think when, it, when, it, when a lot of people hear the co-word, you know, community, co-housing, whatever, they immediately think commune. Mm. Um, and it's not it's not commune. Actually, um, it, um, it, it, it's kind of I don't know. In some ways, it's really ordinary. You know, people yeah. have their own home, um, their own lives. Uh, it's just that co housing really adds another layer into that, where the um, our thirty two ha- households worth of people um, feel a sense of identity as a as a as that cluster as well as the single house cluster. Yeah. So um, it's not kind of losing anything around privacy or, and autonomy. It's um, it's just adding in another layer of community that that we don't normally have. That's really hard to get in the in the normal suburbs. Because you have that shared space, which you can come together, but you also have your private space and your exactly. your, your house, which is yours. Yep, that's right. Yeah. And because we share a lot of um, facilities and space, it means that individually we need less, uh, which is really sustainable. You know, we can, we've got quite small right. houses. We don't all need a washing machine. We've got two lawnmowers for 32 houses. You know, wow. there's a lot of things that are shared mm. um, so that we don't, each household doesn't need the full complement of things that, that um, we otherwise would. Yeah. And we get to have, a beautiful big common house with with um, lots of space and a shared laundry and you know a big space for parties and and all sorts yeah. of things that you know you'd never get that as a single household trying trying to supply everything for yourself and it's fun you know we get to interact and have common yeah, yeah. as well now outside of earth song what do you see as the biggest problem with housing in new zealand at the moment I think, uh, I mean, there's lots of um, things that we could do a whole lot better, but I think one of the things that I could see would make a a huge difference to affordability, to sustainability, to everything really, 
is um, is for our our suburbs really to be designed in a way that smaller groups of houses could get a sense of identity and um, and neighbourliness. So, you know, not sort of single houses designed to maximise privacy, but but you know, no thought about how people might interact. Kind of add in that you know keep keep the private the the attention to privacy, but add in that aspect of allowing people to interact in quite a natural way if they choose to. Um, so is that an architecture issue or planning issue? I think it's both, definitely mm-hmm. both. Yeah, it's around um, it, it's around sort of layers between public and private sort of transition zones between the the public space, if you like, and the sort of front garden, the front porch, etc. Um, it's really just paying attention to the fact that we actually uh, we're not designed to be single uh, family units only. You know, of course there is that, but it, it it's so much such a much richer life if those family units can interact on on a lot of issues and support each other. You can know who your neighbour is. You can share pictures over the fence. You know, you can look after each other's cat, et cetera, et cetera. Mm. So I really do think it is a design issue in lots of ways. Um, so clearly some, a lot of your motivation for doing what you're doing and, and your insights into design are from a community and people orientation as, as, as much as they are from an environmental perspective. Where's that come from, do you think? Where's it come from? It, it, in me, you do, do you? Yeah, mean? yeah. Well, um, well, I, I guess why don't why don't I, why don't other architects think like that? I don't know. <laughs> You'd have to ask them. Um, really, uh, I guess I, I did grow up in a smallish community, sort of seaside village, if you like, and mm-hmm. so um, had that sense of um, of neighbourliness. Um, yeah, I just I just see those two things as as completely integral and complementary. You know, like right. environmental sustainability actually is quite limited in its impact unless you have the the kind of people you know side of things in there as well and they each re- positively reinforce each other in terms of sustainability so it's kind of left brain right brain again it's you nice. know let's bring in all of ourselves yeah 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 nice what um what are some of the specific lessons that you've learnt uh, or that you'd like others to take from earth song well, um, I guess that one about um, about community. Um, I mean, the Earth Song houses are beautiful. You know, they're all passive solar. Uh, we've got a lot of rammed earth, um, natural timbers. Um, you know, no, nothing toxic, etc. And all of that is important. Um, however, you know, it, it's the, the, yeah, it, it's not hard to do. And I think that. Um, I guess what I'd like others to learn from us is is the the benefits and the values of of actually of, of interdependence with um, with a bunch of neighbours really, mm-hmm. and um, learning to live with others um, in a in a good way. Um, and I guess you know when I think about environmental architects um, or, or sustainable architecture, if you like. You know, all of those things are important: the passive solar, the low low energy materials, yeah, or the technical stuff. Yeah, yeah. But but there's some things that I think are really important that get missed, and one of them is 
only build as much as you need you know don't build a huge house if you don't if there's only two people living in it you know that's a, kind of a real real basic thing about sustainability you know but isn't isn't we that what the market demands that's what the isn't that what the what the resale value is all about it's about well, having a big house I think I think the market is a whole bunch of different folks with different values, and sure, not all of them are going to want a smaller house, but there are people that do, and I think it is one of those things that um, that, that matters, you know, if, if we're trying mm. to build in a sustainable way. So and, we so at the moment, I think we're second in the the world in our house size. You you saying we we shouldn't mm-hmm. try and aspire to be first? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> I think, you know, give up some of your space and actually put a bit more uh, energy into your, into your neighborhood and you'll have more fun. Mm, and, and like in your situation, you're not sure on space because you've got all that common area exactly. and, and large areas if you need them. But exactly. I imagine your homes are pretty easy to keep warm in the winter and, and cool in the summer and, and the- easy to clean as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're really lovely houses. And also, um, I guess the other thing about it is that the costs are really low. You know, so the running costs? The running costs. Uh, um, basically, my combined uh, – there's, there's two of us in a three-bedroom house, and, and my combined power and water and internet bill we, – we do them all together mm-hmm. – is um, $60 a month. Average so power, water, up. and internet? Yeah, I don't think either of those three uh, alone are that cheap for, for my, yeah. my house. And there's lots of reasons for that, but you know, it, it's um, it basically comes down to well-designed, um, efficient houses and being part of of a bunch of of households that that we can create our own systems that um, that, that work really well. So yeah, so a lot of those advantages that you're talking about aren't aren't just about designing a good house in isolation. It's about a, a group of houses together. Yep. How how repeatable is that? Um, it's. I think it, there are lots of aspects about it that are repeatable. And um, when you ask me about the book that I'm going to recommend, it's mm-hmm. a book called Pocket Neighbourhoods. And basically it is... Um, it describes many, many examples of small neighbourhoods, mostly in the states, um, that that have a sense of cohesion and shared open space, which means that uh, that they they work much better. And um, and a lot of those are developed by developers, and people come and live there. You know, um, it's not it's not necessary to have the the bunch of residents, um, you know, designing it from the start. Are pocket neighbourhoods only for greenfields, or can they be retrofitted into existing? Oh yes, absolutely. Any form, really. You know, high-rise retrofits, um, suburban, rural. Um, but the the actual place is not the thing. It's more about the the relation. You know, expecting that a bunch of households have some sort of shared space that allows things to happen without requiring, you know, people to cooperate all the time. That's exciting. That's yeah. uh, to know That's... that um, the it can happen. It can happen anywhere. Yep, absolutely. What's been the most successful component of Earthsong? Um, I, again, I guess I would have to say the people side, you mm-hmm. know, like the, the – our houses are beautiful, and that's what people see when they walk around, and you know that that is very successful and they're efficient, etc. But 
I, I think that the real, the nub of difference, if you like, is the fact that we are 32 households of, of quite widely differing people, you know, the whole range of ages, all sorts of different occupations, um, different sort types of household. Uh, and, and we have a sense of shared vision, really, about mm-hmm. how we're living together and, um, and, a, and a real sense of belonging and, um, and support. And, What's yeah. is there is there much turnover? There's um there's probably pretty similar to the average in right. you know in the rest of the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So just just normal. Yeah, there's always kind of you know maybe one or two households or a year might might sort of change for for different reasons. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it, it's great. You know that we like it. Now you mentioned. Um, people coming and seeing the houses. Now you actually have tours of the um, of the area, don't you? Yeah, uh, we have four public tours a year. So every three months, there's a, a public day on a Saturday, two o'clock, um, where people can just turn up and um, get a presentation and then a walk around and, and look at a few houses and things. Um, now, I, I, unfortunately, I think. The one might have just happened by the time this comes out because uh, you've got one scheduled for 22nd of February. Yeah. Um, yeah. The next one will be in May and the dates are up on our website. Yep, so but, people can but, um, jump on there and have a look. Yep, but we also um, do tours um, on request, really. So um, there's a, a, a small bunch of us who run those tours as a educational collective and... Um, we get um, actually planning students and property students, but not architecture students. Oh, really? So every every year, um, a, a, a big, you know, like sixty, um, a class of sixty um, property students come through on on a tour. They're given a, a presentation, uh, walk around the site, um, you know, visit a couple of houses, and um, lots of overseas visitors and um, other tertiary groups and school. Um, secondary students, etc. So, right. yeah, so it's just a case of ringing our, our number and um, and asking and, and we'll kind of sort out a time that suits. And, of course, as well as that, you, you do have a lot of information on your website and pretty yeah. up-to-date as well. That, that looks like it um, gets maintained and, and updated and with new information there, which is great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. well, it, it would... It, it, <laughs> One of our, um, we have three kind of main commitments really in our vision. One was to environmental sustainability. Mm-hmm. One was to social sustainability. And the third one was to education. So we've, we never did it just to live a, in a lovely place ourselves. There was a real commitment to sharing whatever we learned that we felt might be useful to other people. So the website's part of that um, Basically, you know, anything that we felt might be useful to other people, we've tried to put it up on the website and, and make it available. Great. Now, you've already hinted towards Pocket Neighbourhoods. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that, a bit more about that book? Okay. It's called Pocket Neighbourhoods, Creating Small-Scale Community in a Large-Scale World by Ross Chapin. Um, and that came out in 2011. And... Um, Actually, Earth Song's in it. Um, it's one of only two projects outside the states that um, that appears in the book. Well done. Yeah, and um, and it's full of photos and examples of all sorts of um, 
pocket neighbourhoods, really. Um, and as I said before, it, all sorts of forms, high-rise, low-rise, suburban, etc. And the um, the thing that they all have in common is is some sense of being a neighbourhood as an entity and with shared um, open space that does that. And it's just very inspiring and um, I think brings the, that concept um, into um, much more available, really. For, yeah, for yeah. Like we said, it's able to be done pretty yeah. much anywhere. Exactly. Um, and I, I really do like this idea of it being about the people but also the environment and yep. getting away from the single house unit yep. because in so many it, – it seems that that really only suits – well, it doesn't even suit one culture, but there are so many cultures that doesn't suit uh, yep. where they want to have um, multi um, – Unit multi families or, or extended families in one house, or um, yeah. you know, a lot of our houses are too big, but a lot of them are too small because we have a lot of um, people who want to be around their extended family, and it's just it's yeah. really, really, in fact, it's we make it almost well, practically illegal to, to do that in a lot of cases. That's right. Um, you, know, you yeah. can't have two kitchens on one title, for example, which is yeah, that's right. It's just so counter to. Um, creating that type of socially sustainable place that, that yeah. you describe. It, so I'm, I'm fascinated as how people have overcome that challenge in other Western um, developed centres. Yep. And and if you have a range of house types and sizes within, you know, your pocket neighbourhood, then um, people can sort of shift as their needs change, but remain in connection, you know, with, with a, a bunch of people that they've got to know over the years. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's kind of like a concept of an urban village where you have a absolutely a, and, a, and that central meeting place which you've got in your um, shared shared space there. Yeah, um, and we we just don't really have that much in in suburbia now. We've got well, more, I, we've got I mean, a mall instead. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, our, our suburbs were designed when the car was king, you know, and mm. it was always going to be. And and, um, and I don't know, it kind of suits the profit culture to keep us separated. And, and um, we have to, you know, hop in our car and go to the mall to, to get anything rather than, um, you know, pick your plums from the communal plum tree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, look, fascinating talking, Robin. Real pleasure to catch up with you. I know that you've done some fantastic stuff, and we haven't delved into all the challenges and the um, the, the 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 journey in detail of of what it was like to pull all those people together. But I I really wanted just to to focus on um, the the success that you've had and and what you continue to do in educational um, side, which is fantastic. And I hope that um, we see another. Earth song or something similar in, in, in New Zealand sometime. Absolutely. Well, there is a group in Dunedin who are, um, have have land and um, are getting on with it, and there's a group in Christchurch um, working on it. So, right. Yep. It's it's um, it's happening all around the place. Awesome. Hey, yeah. well, thank you very much, and I I will link up uh, your website, and if people want to find out more, I guess they can go there, and there's lots of contact information there if they want to get in touch with you or the rest of your your team. Yep. Yep. Great. Awesome. Hey, thank you very much for your time, Robin. Really appreciate it. Yeah, pleasure.
And that was Robin Allison from Earthsong. Now, there was a lot in there, but uh, very quickly, a few things that stood out particularly for me was, firstly, uh, Robin's choice of architecture, not just because of wanting to create buildings, but out of a sense of wanting to improve the planet and, and to help people. And I think there's a, a lot in there because I think architecture is potentially so powerful in not just designing and constructing great buildings, but really having an impact on the planet and on people and, and uh, the ability to build community as well. So there's a lot of responsibility there, uh, but a lot of opportunity as well. Secondly, the fact that we are not designed to be single-family units uh, as human beings, but that's the way we sort of perpetuate modern planning and modern design, and we, we put up literally big fences around our families and around our homes, when really to get that sense of village and community, we should be ripping those fences down and sharing space and having shared responsibility, sharing lawnmowers, but also sharing children to a degree, at least sharing the responsibility for bringing those children up and letting them play together and, and have adventures and um, and sharing the, the crops that we produce. It just makes a lot of sense, but we seem to be a long way or getting further away from that way of thinking. And finally, really encouraged by the fact that Robin truly believes that the ability to create something like a co-housing environment doesn't necessarily have to be a new build or even a greenfield development. This type of planning and design can be retrofitted and it can apply in lots of different areas. There are some planning challenges, granted that, but if those can be overcome and Earthsong has clearly demonstrated that. Well, I hope you enjoyed that. Uh, thank you very much for tuning in. Love to get your questions, comments, feedback. Uh, send anything through to comments at Homestyle Green or you can email me directly, matthew at homestylegreen.com. Love to hear your thoughts. And as always, please do head on over to iTunes and leave a comment there or just a, a star rating, an honest one. Um, let, let us know how you, what you think of the show. Until next time, thank you very much. This is Matthew Cutler-Welsh for Homestyle Green. Go make a better place to live.